Step into the incense and whiskey sanctuary with mindfulness enthusiasts and verified whiskey lovers, Mecca and Ashley, as they discuss all the random topics they love, from mindfulness to memes. This is Ashley. And this is Mecca. Hey, Mecca. I'm so excited today because this is the first of three segments of Ashley Learning Astrology. Yay! I feel like there needs to be a little song after that. Ashley right. Learns Astrology. Right. <laughs> um, I love it. I love this like exploratory stage of, of learning something new. Yeah, I think... Um, I have been listening to different podcasts and reading articles and such about astrology. And it, it really strikes me that what I really know about astrology is like, I'm a Capricorn and we have this reputation of being ambitious and stubborn and what have you. That's like the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good start. I mean, that kind of helps, you know, people look at profilers that kind of helps you like kind of either you know you meet someone or you start engaging it kind of gives you like a benchmark you know not always but it kind of gives you a benchmark of that person yeah yourself yeah and I think I'm also someone just so everyone knows I'm also some this is a fun fact I believe in personality tests maybe less so now than I did when I was younger but I so I've taken any number of personality tests the Enneagram I was all over it uh, to the point when I was dating, when I was dating someone by like the second date or the third date, I was making them take a personality test. Wait, so I could, you sending them like a text message with the link? Yeah. I'd be like, I need you to take this Myers-Briggs real quick. And I want to talk I about it. Doing, somebody did that to me. They sent me, what's my love languages? My love language. I think that's smart. I mean, how did you feel about it? <laughs> We're totally off topic, but tell me how you. Well, you know what? For me, for me, it was just like, oh, okay, cool, because I feel like I'm into that. But you know, if it's somebody that's like, what is this? You know, what's a love language or what? But is- then I felt like if it was someone who was like, what is this? Then that's not really somebody I want to be trying to get to know. Exactly. And second, third date really allowed for me to get this in early, so I could know what I was dealing with. I like- so I kind of was twofold. <laughs> I like that strategy. But can I tell you, my husband did not, he refused. He would not take the personality test. He was like, uh, no, we're meant to be together. I don't need a personality test to tell me that. I like a, I like a man that is firm on their decisions, especially when it's in the right. He was like, no, we're not doing that. It wasn't until like I had a ring on my finger, a wedding was planned that he was like, okay, I will now take this personality test. <laughs> You, I know you ain't going nowhere now. <laughs> right. Aww. I love that. Um, yeah. So anyway, I I wanted to take some time to do some, like, Ashley Learns Astrology. Today is just like a straight up 101. This is what I learned. This is like, we build it from the ground up. So everybody, all my people out there who don't know anything about astrology, I got you because I don't know that much either. <laughs> we are on this ride together. All right, so like the history in the background, and maybe Mecca, you know some of this. Tell me if you know some of this or heard differently. But I didn't know this. Did you know the ancient Babylonians created the zodiac 
um, by dividing the sky into like 12 sections and named each after the largest constellation it, it contained. I didn't know that. Actually. Right. Okay. So it's tracked, uh, it's both tracked time and provided predictions. Um, so the Babylonians observed that the movement of planets called transits mm-hmm. corresponded with both auspicious events, meaning like special um, and misfortunes on earth. The Romans then adopted the Zodiac at the dawn of the first century and then expanded the roles of the stars and planets through mythology. Okay. Um, and so, so all of that makes sense to me. The Romans. Yes. And then the Romans like took it over. You know, the Romans did that a lot actually because the Greeks had their guys and the Romans came in and it was like, we're going to use the same guys. We just going to call them different names. Right, right. <laughs> we're going to pick, we gonna, I'm doing air quotes. We're going to fix this. Yeah, wait, wait. They gentrified mythology. That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. That's the one. Okay, so then I also, I didn't know this. So there's like different types of astrology, right? So in my mind, astrology is astrology, but you have like natal astrology, right? Mm-hmm. Which is probably what most people are familiar with. It's based off your natal chart, which shows the placements of the major celestial bodies at the time and place of your birth. So that makes sense to me when people are like, okay, tell me what, what time you were born and where you were born. Yeah. <laughs> what time? Where? You know how many times I had to go track down my birth certificate because I can't remember what time I was born I to answer these questions. So when you're looking at your natal astrology, you're looking at the chart that everyone has, which is like generally a blueprint for your life is my understanding. But then there's this uh, relationship astrology and it's a form of natal astrology and it specifically looks at the compatibility between people. Okay. Doesn't necessarily have to be romantic compatibility, but it's definitely the most common use for it is romantic compatibility. Okay. Which this is actually pretty common um, in, in some of my family. We have a lot of um, people of Indian background, Chinese background in my family. And um, I do know a part of the process of getting married is to have like the pundit or the priest go and look at your charts and really? see like, yeah. And they'll, they'll prior see to like marriage prior to marriage. Okay. <laughs> they'll look at your charts and be like, are they compatible? And I mean, it's not like if they're not compatible, y'all can't get married, but it's kind of like, all right, let's choose some auspicious dates mm. for you all to get married okay. or do certain ceremonies as a part of the process. So my, I'll tell you all, my, my in-laws were kind of like, okay, so we need to choose your dates. And I was like, I already chose a date. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was stepping on toes. Like that was right. definitely not the tradition. <laughs> They're like, well, we needed to look at your chart. And I was like, I don't believe in that. I already chose my date. <laughs> oh, so what happened? I was forgiven. I was, I explained the importance of the day, why it meant, what it meant to me. It was the date that my husband and I had met, you know, they couldn't argue with that. (laughs) It's an auspicious date for me. Okay. Right. That became your date. And then I wonder what that is in numerology. Like with that. I don't know. Yeah. We should look at that. Okay. This one, I'm not going to probably pronounce correctly. Um, Horary, Horary astrology. H-O-R-A-R-Y. Okay, so this is the type that you use if you're seeking the answer to a specific question. Hmm. So the astrologer will create a chart for the exact moment down to the minute and location that the question was asked 
and then they'll read the chart and give you a yes or no question based on what they see. I've never had that before. Spelling. Oh, no, that was new to me, actually, which I was like, this seems like the stuff that people really want. Right. <laughs> give give the people what they want. <laughs> How do you spell that? H-O-R-A-R-Y. Okay. So if anybody wants to like look that up, explore it further, let us know in the comments how you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one I looked into was electional astrology. And that has to do with picking the absolute best time for an event. So that's called event astrology. So like if you're choosing a wedding or something like that, the astrologer decides the most appropriate time for whatever the event is based on, based on what's going on in the sky. Oh, that was pretty cool. Then there's uh, mundane astrology. And it's not really looking at the future of a single person. It focuses on the future of nations, political parties, world events. So it's like this more global view. Um, And a chart is erected for the capital city of a country or the date of birth of the people most involved, such as a president or a prime minister. Oh, like this, this one can't be that common. But I mean, it it has to be practiced somewhere. It has to be. Yeah. But I thought it was funny because it's termed mundane, right? Which is like every day, but like, this doesn't seem pretty common to me. Um, Another one, the last one I learned about is medical astrology. And this is an ancient branch of astrology that associates very various body parts and diseases with the planets in the zodiac sign. So each zodiac sign rules a body part and a certain planet affects different organs. That's interesting. I didn't, I don't think I've ever heard the breakdown of the the various astrologies, the various types. I know like a lot of astrologists may incorporate all the yeah those elements those elements, but I didn't know that they were like you know these divided. Like I can be a medical, you know, I go to a medical astrologist, I go to a month, or I'm listening for, or I'm working on a mundane astrology. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it also could probably be a good signal for someone who's maybe trying to ascertain whether or not they're seeing a quote unquote good astrologist to understand, like, are they able to speak to these various types of astrology or not? Right. Hmm. I'm sure there's some that like, I'm sure there's astrologists that specialize in certain areas. That's natural. Right. But then like, if you are someone who's very sophisticated or, you know, well-read or seasoned on the topic, it seems like you'd be able to do multiple types of readings or provide information in these different types of astrology have you ever gotten your natal chart done before i don't think so actually i don't think i have no <laughs> maybe that's what i need we need to do a live yeah we need to do a live reading <laughs> well maybe not live maybe we need to do it and then report back yeah there's the you know and there's several like online all online uh you know, links to help you with your natal chart. And with that, I believe you just need like your birthday, your time of birth, and then the, you know, city and state. Yeah. That stuff I can handle. Yeah. But then, so like on top of learning these different types, I really try to take a step further to just get like the baseline of, okay, now what do I, like you hear people talk about the houses and the ruling signs and all this other stuff. So what Yeah, rising. I don't know what that means. So the main concepts to understand from what I gather are the signs, planets and houses and the relationship between them, relationships between them, which is called the aspects. Right. 
So the signs show the individual style with which we express things. Um, so an example of this is like Venus and Aries would indicate that the person's uh, love nature is feisty or they enjoy a feisty exchange or impulsive, et cetera. Okay. Um, the different signs are what you would imagine, right? Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, et cetera. Your birth date determines what your zodiac sign is. And the three signs fall into a specific air element, right? So I think I knew that. Leo, Aries, and Sagittarius are all fire signs, for example. <laughs> Water signs are Pisces, Cancers, and Scorpio. And then air signs are Libra, Gemini, and Aquarius. And then Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn make up all the earth signs. Right. And I never really like thought about it like this, but I seem to get along best. Or like, I, I've never met a Taurus or a Virgo that I haven't been like, I don't care for that person. Right, right. <laughs> I tend to get along with the earth signs. Being earth with myself. Where is that? We're grounded. <laughs> I'm with that. <laughs> um, okay, so then the, like once you get familiar with the basics, then you can like expand your horizons a little bit more and start thinking about like the birth charts, the natal chart, right? And what it means. Um, the birth chart being the snapshot of the sky at the moment of your birth. Mm. Um, I learned this, the, the, uh, in some birth charts, all the planets are in the same constellation and others are spread across the sky. So the distance between these planets is important since each has its own celestial function. Like if you wanted to get like real deep right, and think about that. So then what I learned about the planets is um, the astrologers refer to the sun and the moon as planets when doing their calculations, which I didn't know that. So the 10 planets are the sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. So according to the basic basics of astrology, each of these relates to a different side of our personality. Ooh. So then when you get into this, so we've now talked about signs, we've talked about planets, now let's talk about the houses. Okay. So there's 12 houses in astrology that represent the areas of life in which the planets and signs operate. So as there's 12 signs in astrology, it's easy to think about 12, the 12 houses as part of like the same wheel or chart. Uh, but that's not actually the case. The signs are dictated by a, um, the apparent annual rotation of the sun, while the houses represent the Earth's 24-hour rotation around the axis. Okay, so the houses represent the 24-hour rotation. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Of the earth on its axis. So the planets and the signs exhibit their characteristics best in the areas of life dictated by the house they happen to be in. And that is my 101 understanding so far of signs, planets, and houses. How does that relate to, like, you? How do you see yourself relating to the information you've gathered right now? I don't know if I'm finding myself relating to it other than like, this is the groundwork for me to now understand when my sign is in this house or what have you, is this a good time for me to be making a major decision or not? Or, you know, I like, I think that's kind of what I mean, like, in relation yeah. to like how you plan on using it or if you plan on using it. Yeah. So the next segment I hope will be, um, astrology in everyday life and how we can apply it or choose not to apply it. Right. Some people are like, if I need to make a decision, I make it, I'm making the decision. I don't care where the moon is. <laughs> I don't care. And I'm with that too. That's cool. Uh, 
uh, a retrograde, right? Like, I, yeah. I think that it, I think that it can definitely be useful. You know, depending on, I don't. I think that you know, there's a lot of people that really do not depend on astrology at all for any type of guidance. But I think that it can be useful um, if that's something you choose to do. Even if even if you're not like a hardcore like. I don't know anything about astrology, but like, oh, what is the star saying today? Or what is this sign? You know, it's still yeah. a bit of a, it's like getting news. We can't use all the news that comes on the TV through Twitter, Instagram at all, but we, we have it. And it's like, oh, okay. Can I use this? If I can, I'll use it. If not, I spit it back out. Yeah. I don't think there's any, I'm approaching it from that. I'm thinking of astrology as a tool mm-hmm. and I'm approaching it from a place of, okay, if I happen to know that Mercury's in retrograde, then maybe that can that can give me some information information is power and i can change my mind or adapt my choices based on the more information that i have yeah i'm here for the information and i'm here to share the information that i learned that's my perspective catch us next time on incense and whiskey in the meantime take a breath have a sip 